It's your boy Verse, and this is Open Mic with OTR Mike. Shit, yeah. Yo, 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 it's your boy OTR Mike, and let me be the first to welcome you to Open Mic with yours truly. Listen, this is the show where the mic is open for all discussions, no matter what it is, who it is, or where it is. That's what we're going to do here. Look, this is episode one, numero uno, my first as a solo podcaster, and I can't lie, I am a little shook. It's a little different, man, but we're going to make it do what it do. But look, for my first episode, I wanted to make it a special one. And it was only one way to do that, in my opinion. And that was to have my bros on with me. I refused to start this thing until I got the band back together for my first episode. I feel it was only right to do so. So look, without further ado... Let me bring in them OTR boys. Let's see. Let's see. Look, first up, we got the one with the smooth Billy D voice. The one that know, that's known to keep it triller. My man OTR Quan. What's oh, up, oh, Battle? What it do? Oh, oh for sure. What's up? What's <laughs> up, Parker? What's, what's going on, everybody? Great to hear and see everybody. It's, it's, it's been a minute. I had to... Uh, <clears throat> Get everything off the crate and 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 dust off the the, the little bit of the rust. So y'all bear with me, bro. We had to dust your mic your mic off earlier because it was I don't know what it was doing, but you got it together. Hey, hey, it took some time, but I'm here, man. Of course. Hey, <laughs> glad to be here, man. First episode, and uh, hey, congratulations, brother, on what you're doing. And just let you know, you know, we there to support. You don't even got to worry about nothing. You already know what it is. Word. Hey, I appreciate that. But let me bring these other yams up. Look, next up, we had a DJ at a soon-to-be Good Vibes Lounge. Y'all find out about that later. The one affectionately known as Prince Uche. Look, that's OTR Brandon. B, yeah, yeah, what yeah, up? yeah, yeah. <laughs> good vibes only. Good vibes only. Good vibes only. My What's bad. good? Is it good vibes lounge or good vibes only lounge? <clears throat> just vibing, just vibes, just, just vibe, just come and have a good time. I don't even know. I ain't got it figured out yet. I'm still mixing and, and, and mastering my craft there. What would it do, yo? You, I mean, you ain't do your thing. You ain't do your. Oh, thing. oh, oh! My bad, my bad, my get, my bad. Feeling good, feeling great. How are you? That's right, that's right. And look, last, last but not least. The one who's known as Mr. Laker Central in these Laker Twitter streets. Y'all better follow him if you're a Lakers fan. The one who was the newest daddy of the crew. He the pappy. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. That's Alex. Alex, what it do? I'm good, man. Life is great. Life is great. Glad to be back in the podcasting space. Yeah, Hey, man. Y'all dudes been missing for a little bit, man. <clears throat> you know, but we'll get it. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, um, you know, it's the crew is back, like old times' sakes. You know, it's been a minute. You know, I hope, I hope y'all ain't rusty. Cause look, 
this is what I was thinking when, when I was putting this together. I'm like, yo, they we gonna come out like this. Nice like this. I wish raindrops would fall. Man, look, look, I thought we, I was hoping we'd oh. come out like that, that rusty. Yeah, <laughs> Eddie, um, Eddie King Jr. Legend. <laughs> he is a legend. Hey, they all, all the five harbor. They, they all were legends. You know, <laughs> took us some time. They, you know, they they got scattered off in different places, but they all came back. Kwan, you, you definitely got the deep voice like Dressen. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Billy D. Battle right there. Uh, <laughs> so look, man, I wanted to get the fellas. Or here to talk some fatherhood, man. Look, I'm sure we have talked about it before and off the record. It was a little different this time. At those times, you know, only three of us were fathers. And now, since then, since then, things have changed. Alex is now a proud father. A proud father. Congrats to him. So, you know, how I just want to ask, like, yo, how has it been? How do you feel being a dad, man? Like, you know, and listening to us for so long, talking about the experience, yo. How, how has it been for you so far? You know, it's been dope, man. I mean, I guess um, I guess now my opinion matters when we talk about kids and parenting and all that, right? Because before, <laughs> I'm sure, nobody thought my opinion mattered. Uh, it, it's dope, man. I mean, um, it's crazy looking down and, you know, you created a life. It's, mm -hmm. it's crazy. <clears throat> and then you see little things, even he's six weeks old, but even throughout this time period, like little things like, not the stuff where he looks like me and things like that, because, you know, he's going to change. But, like, those mannerisms already, like, he yawns like I do. He stretches like I do. Like, it, that is crazy. It's wild. See. And, um, you know, I I love the dude. He's the most important thing in the world. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to – there's probably nothing else in my life that I'll do that matters as much as making sure that he has everything that he needs and he becomes a productive adult. So, yeah, yeah, it's a different, yo, different, different feeling. It's just, and it's hard to explain sometimes. Like, you know, people always ask how you feel, how did you feel, especially being a new dad. It's like, it's hard to explain, but it's just something that, you know, it kind of takes over your, your body, your mind, everything. But, you know, we're going to get to that later too, because I got a question about just the experience of the experience of being a dad but i wanted y'all on because um yo maybe like a month two months ago on twitter um shan had posted a clip that i'm about to play shout out to shan and i responded to it and it kind of took some legs so i thought who better than y'all to come on to discuss this clip to see how y'all felt about it, to see if you experienced these things that this this gentleman is speaking on. So let me play the clip and then we'll go further. Because you don't know that that exists until you go, you like, oh, like y'all don't, they're like, no, nah, we don't even want what y'all We're almost irrelevant. Mm. Like when you when you take a father, a new father into, um, you know, to have, you know, you're in the delivery room or after the child is born, if you really, really pay attention, a good majority of the attention is given to the mother teaching diaper changes, taking care of the umbilical cord, 
taking care of a circumcision if it's a boy, you know, feeding, all these different things. That's that's a that's a nurse mother conversation. I remember, Shirley will tell you. I was like, mm -mm -mm, I'm here. I'm sitting right here. Mm -hmm. Show me too. Mm -hmm. Okay, what are we supposed to do? Because, and then I made it a point for the, for both of my sons' lives for the for the first month of their lives, all feedings were me. All night feedings were me. You hear that? Man? All uh, uh, diaper changes were me because Step it up, you've fellas. had that opportunity to to be nurtured by your mother in her womb. Now you got to look in your eyes and see, oh, you got to associate this bottle with this face. So that clip led to Shan, like I said, shout out to Shan. She followed it up by saying, man, it's sad. And then they turn around and wonder why men don't be involved because everyone makes him feel like a thing, not a person. Um. And I thought, like I said, I thought the whole the clip, Shane's response was interesting. So I retweeted it by saying this. Been saying this, they ignore your ass in the hospital before and after birth, LOL. Right? And it kind of, like I said, it kind of took legs of its own. People commented on it, said other things uh, we had. Let's see. Uh, Thali Flavor. <laughs> Shout out to her. She said, all the more reason their partners need to speak up during labor and delivery. Uh, I was real big on please include the father as well. So I want to stop at that comment. But first, I want to get you guys thoughts like on the clip itself. As fathers, did you experience that? I know, Holly, you are you went through it last. So. Did any of you guys experience what the guy was you know discussing or explaining um do you remember it hopefully you do remember but and do you agree with what he was saying Quan? i'm gonna start with you b did, did you go through any of those things man did you feel ignored did you feel like you know they you was invisible in there did you feel like all the all the attention was going to the mom which you know i wanted preference in saying rightfully so like they just gave birth to a baby so i do believe that the care should go to them but the instruction on caring for this new baby should go to both parents, in my opinion. But, Quan, what's your thoughts, B? Appreciate that, Mike. Uh, yeah, so my thoughts on that is, yeah, I have I can relate to what the guy is saying with different parts of, of that particular uh, video. Um, yeah, for one, you know, they're going to make sure that the mother is taken care of because she's the one that has nurtured the birth, you know what I mean, the child. With the, you know, through those nine months. Um, and so they're going to make sure that that, you know, she's taken care of. And, you know, also at the same time, you know, the father's present, the father's in there in the life, you know, married, not married, you know, that at the same time, that's his child as well. So certain things should, you know, the, the father need to be included on in that. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I felt everything that he said, I knew there were different times, different parts where, like you said, for instance, where, you know, they care for the mother. I, I, I can relate one time where <clears throat> I, my, my guts were churning and I was like, you know, waiting, like what's, you know, what's going on? Like, you know, ready for him to, you know, to be birthed. And my, my stomach, I had so much anxiety to the point my stomach was just, I couldn't even like move. I try to get some type of medicine, some type of care, a bed or something. Like the nurse looked at me like, <laughs> the only thing I could do for you is you can go to that refrigerator and go get uh, 
a can of dry, get you a ginger ale, you know, and you know, you get your get your stomach right like that. But you know, um after birth, I remember when it came to the birth certificate, when it came to the feedings, like I wasn't, you know, pretty much included. I was there in the sense of listening, making sure that, you know, I was attentive and, you know, trying to see what was going on and understanding, like, you know, once he's here, like it's it's pretty much game time. You know what I mean? Um, but I also do when the guy was talking about nighttime feedings, I can relate to nighttime feedings because, you know, I was doing a lot of nighttime feedings. I was making sure that I was getting that time, you know, with my son, making sure that, you know, he saw my face, you know, you say he can relate to, you know, someone to the bottle or, you know, late night, you know, early morning feedings, things of that nature, getting up two, three times when he was, you know, real small. Yeah. I can relate to all those things, but absolutely. Absolutely. It's almost also, well, I guess I don't know now. Cause I mean, that was 11 years ago. Um, but then, you know, absolutely. It goes straight to the mother, you know, then you're maybe secondary, you know, you know, give and take, but, yeah, straight to well, the mother <laughs> now it was 11 years ago for you but just imagine how long it was for him <laughs> so he experienced it probably anywhere between 20 and 30 years ago and you experienced it 11 years ago brandon um how you feel about the clip man and did you experience anything similar to that um well first my experience was a was a little bit different um but i that doesn't mean that I disagree. I think probably the majority of births or fathers, they probably experienced that. And for some of the reasons that Quan already brought up, like, you know, they're going to make sure the mother's taken care of or whatever. Um, but yeah, there is maybe not so much in, in the hospital. Um, but I, I experienced kind of like, you know, that battle of does a father matter or whatever. I, I, I experienced that after the fact, <laughs> and that's probably, that that's a whole different conversation. Um, but at birth, no, it was, um, it was a C-section. Uh, I was there. Um, they were kind of like very accommodating. I, they let me cut the umbilical cord. They asked me if I wanted to be, you know, on the operating side of the, uh, the divider. And I was like, no, nah, I don't need to see none of that. Um, as soon as he came, as soon as they took him out, you know, I, I was, I was there in the room when they, all the way in the beginning, you know, they, they put the needle in her back to numb her. They started operating on her. I was there the whole time. Took Junior out, took him into the next room. Was like, do you want to cut the umbilical cord? I was like, yeah. It was a bunch of nurses in there cleaning them up. I cut the, um, I cut the umbilical cord. Um, but you know, Junior was like, kind of like, um, he was he was born about a month early. He was premature and he was having trouble keeping his own body weight. Uh, excuse me, body temperature. So he had to be in the ICU for uh, at least a week or so, um, a week or two. I, I don't one or the other. And um, during that time, I would go to work and I would come back. And you know, you have to feed. He has to be fed often. Like, I think it was like every two hours or something like that. And so during those feedings, he would be up in ICU. She would be, you know, in another area of the hospital. I would be there for those feedings or as many as I could I could make to the point where they were like, Dad, you don't have to be here for all of the feedings. And I'm like, I want to be here for all the feedings. You know what I'm saying? My child is in the incubator. I'm a little bit nervous. I mean, chances are he, he's going to come out OK. Um, but, you know, anytime you see your, your, your child in ICU, you get a little bit nervous. But um, I was very 
I, I would like to think that I was I was proactive in 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 the hospital. Like you didn't have to say, hey, uh, you can you can tell the dad too. Like I'm standing right next to you. <laughs> like, uh, you can tell I'm here listening. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so and, and when we brought him home, it was just like the guy said. It was like I wanted to be in contact with him as as much as possible. I mean, she just she just you know did the heavy lifting as far as carrying the baby for nine months, giving birth or whatever. Now it's you know it's time for the father to step in. So and, and the baby needs that that connection. So I do agree with all of that, but again, my my experience was a little bit different. But I could I could definitely see that that happening to most fathers. Yeah, and uh, like I said earlier, Alex, you obviously went through this uh, last, or you you Reese most recently went through it. So, did you experience any of this, and and how do you feel about the clip and the things that he said about it? No, I, I think that what he experienced, I'm sure there are a lot of black fathers that experience kind of being neglected throughout the the um, pregnancy process and giving birth. Uh, mine was more like Brandon's. It, one, I made it a point to go to every single doctor's appointment Shanae had, the monthly one, then every other week, then biweekly, I mean, then every week. I only missed one, but I was there at every single one. Um and so, like, the obstetri- obstetrician that we picked, like, they for nine months, they knew who I was. It wasn't like while I was working, and then I just showed up the day she was going to give birth. So I was proactive also. I was adamant that I was going to be there at every single one. Um, and throughout that process, I mean, our, her obstetrician, I mean, our first meeting, the black lady was like, you know, she's obviously talking to Shanae, but she's like, all right, dad, like, what do you, you know, what questions do you have? Like, you know, she, she was very, she was very much like, you know, it's not just about your wife going through this. You're like, you're going through this too. So she was very good about that. Um, only one time in all the visits leading up to the birth did like, there was some weirdness. Like one of the nurses came in the room and didn't speak to me at all when we were one of our doctor's appointments and, you know, Shanae noticed that also. And, you know, my thing is, not you know every when you have a child everyone's everyone's relationship situation is going to be different but i'm her husband i'm his father and i'm paying most of these bills acknowledge me when you walk in the room you know what i'm saying like i'm not yo off the street like husband father and i'm paying these bills at least speak obviously take care of my wife god knows i want her to be safe but like at least acknowledge me. So, but that only happened one time with not our obstetrician, but one of the nurses. And then in the hospital, I mean, they were good with keeping me updated. Like I was, we were there five days. I was in the room with her. Um, like she, you know, she also had to have a C-section. I was in the operating room when they pulled him out. Like, you know, they asked me to go with them to the next room with him. And I asked Shanae, was she okay? Did she need me to stay? She told me to go with him. They were encouraging me to cut the umbilical cord. I couldn't do it. It's just, I can't, I, it's just not for me. I couldn't cut it. Um, but they were like, they treated me pretty well. I, I have to say like, but I don't know if that's because I was proactive from jump street and showing up to all the appointments. Right. Like, I don't know what my experience was not like his, but I, I realized that there are a lot of men, especially black men who probably don't get treated the way that they, they should. But it is all about the woman and the child, the mother and the child. Like you got to make sure they're safe. And then even on like the feedings and things like that, like, you know, 
I was going to say we, but not we, like she, she was breastfeeding. So like there was nothing to teach me about breastfeeding like that. What we weren't using bottles. Um, they, I thought they treated me well. And it was just, you know, I, I feel, I feel bad for any father that did not feel like he was an equal um, in that situation. Yeah. So, I mean, y'all touched on a couple points that I, I want to get back to, but, just from my experience, right, and, and the reason I responded the way I did. Um, so I too went to all the doctor's appointments, right? Um, and I may I might have missed one or two, but I I, I tried to make sure I was there. Um, it's almost like, and I think you and I talked about this, Alex, when you were going through it. Like, it, it's almost like. I guess no man's land when you get in there because you like the only dude in there. You know I think saying? I hit you about that. Like there was yeah. <laughs> throughout the nine months, I can count on one hand how many times I saw another father. Yeah. So like that's a problem in itself, right? Like you can't complain that we not treated as equals and you not coming to the appointments. I realize people okay. have jobs and their situations are different, right? Like all respect to men who got to work and can't be at the appointments, but you certainly can't complain if you ain't showing up. Like you, you was there for that. Three minutes, or thirty <laughs> minutes, or three hours making it. You better be there for them damn appointments. That's how I looked at it. Yeah, and and you know, so it is kind of. I mean, you do feel, I guess, proud to be in there and showing, yeah. like, yeah, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? But you do look around and you like, shit. Yeah, I ain't nobody I can talk about is. the game with in here. Ain't nobody. <laughs> you Those know what I'm saying? It's wild because like when I when I was in there, and for the record, I was at every appointment. I made sure, you know what I mean. To, but one of the things I did notice, I noticed different. I noticed that, like where I was at, particular, there were different fathers there. I noticed, you know what I mean, different races, white, Latino, you know, Asian, black. Um, but when it came to the particular like appointments, you know, there were a lot of there were a lot of women in there. You know, they were they were they were knocked up with the with the with the the bundle of joy, but you know, the, 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 there were some guys that weren't there, you know what I mean? So, um, like I said, even, yeah, even if you're there, even if you're in the doctor's appointments, you go to every single one, you know what I mean? You do all that, like you said, they still walk past you, yeah. you know, and they still make sure that the woman, you know, is straight. And which, at, at the end of the day, like, that's what it's about, that's, that's what it's yeah, about, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? That's that's yeah, yeah. that's that's fine, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm like. You know, as long as, like, you know, like you said, the woman is straight, the, you know, the baby is fine and healthy, we're all good. But that, so my only issue, because like I said, I went to just about every appointment, um, and her OB, like, you know, would have the appointment or check her out or whatever, and then we would go to her office to talk. And, you know, we sitting in her office, we sitting across her desk, and like yo, straight up, it I could be tripping, but it felt like yo, she centered herself in her chair directly to where my wife was sitting and just kind of looking at her, like and discussing with her, which again, I understand because she's carrying the baby, so you want to make sure you want to hear and and make sure that any anything she's experienced or any issues or whatever that you understand that, right? They got that connection. But 
pregnancy brain is a real thing. And I know that my wife went through it. So like there would be things that she would experience before the appointment and she would forget to say. So, you know, I would be there too. And that was, that was another reason why I made a point to be there because of certain things that she may have gone through, she would go to those appointments and forget to say it. So like, you know, but then there was no direct question to me. Like, but now we had one, one OB that was her main one, but then if she wasn't there, we would see another one. Right. And it was this older lady. We went, our uh, prescribed one wasn't there. Right. So we went to her and she did say, she did look at me and say, dad, are you okay? But our main one never did that. And I was just like, yo, that's, you know, because in all honesty, especially when we got further along in the pregnancy and then, you know, oh, your level, this level is a little raised. So, you know, you're now on the watch for spina bifida, something like that. So you're telling me that my child might not ever be able to walk, but you're not, but I'm not supposed to be concerned or freaked out about that. That's, that's the part that I didn't like because I'm again, a new father. Right. And I'm like, yo, I, I have concerns. I want to know, I, I need to understand what's going on. So I didn't get that. Now move forward to the actual pregnancy or the birth get to the hospital again i want all focus to be on her right but she gives birth cool i didn't at that time when she gave birth to my son they weren't allowing us to cut the umbilical cord so i didn't even have the option unless they just said whatever right but first things first now not that not that she they should have waited for me but my mother-in-law was there right and the way they did it at the hospital is, you know, if anybody left the room, you would have to go out to the main entrance to swipe them in. She just happened to go up to the cafeteria and they come in and they like, oh, you ready? So I'm calling her. She runs down. I got to run out the room to swipe her in. When I come back, they already started. So I'm, I'm coming in with my head spinning because I'm like, all right, well, I'm supposed to do where I got to go. You know what I'm saying? And again, focus on her. She gives birth to my son, you know. I, I just kind of felt like I was just standing in <laughs> in the abyss, like, okay. I felt like I was in the way, right? It wasn't no, like, hey, dad, can you come with this or come over here and help with this? Or It wasn't none of that. Eventually, one of the nurses said, hey, when they put him in the little box or whatever, and, hey, come over, you can come over here or whatever if you want to take a picture. So I did that. Fast forward to we were there for a couple of days. Um, to the point that you brought up, Quan, the birth certificate. Nurse bring the last day we're about to leave. The nurse brings some paperwork in here, blah, 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 blah. Not paying any mind, just sitting there waiting for them to release us. So I happen to open it up, look at it. It's stuff about the birth certificate. So I'm like, well, am I supposed to sign this? And she's like, no, nah, I think it's good, you know. Now, mind you, my wife has had kids in a previous situation where she was married, right? So I think it's different. If you're married, whole different situation. I don't think you have to sign birth, birth certificates. From what they were saying to me, I'm not sure. I don't Alex, remember signing. 
Yeah, so I don't. I, think, I don't even remember signing. Yeah, I think because you're married, you don't have to, right? So we weren't married at the time. So she's under the impression, like, oh, it's fine. Like, never had to do that before. Just by the luck of the draw, I asked. And I was like, hey, am I supposed to sign this? And she was like, if you want to. And this was her response to me. If you want to be recognized as the dad. And I'm like, you seen me here the whole time. What you mean do I want to be recognized as the dad? So. That was my experience, right? And it and it leads me to another question for y'all that, you know, y'all y'all brought up. Alex, you said it. You know, Quan, you kind of said it. Do you think the treatment is a little different for those couples that are married versus the ones that aren't? Now, I think myself, Quan, and Brandon, y'all weren't married at the time. So, do you remember any situations with the birth certificates? And do you feel like you would have gotten a different treatment if you were married versus not being married. Uh, no, I think <laughs> about it. Um, no, I don't remember. Um, I, I just remember spending a lot of time in the hospital, uh, with junior to be honest with you right now. Um, I'm pretty sure I did sign the birth certificate, but I think, I, I don't know. I think I think it may be a little bit different if married couples, you know, if, if the couples were married, we might have been treated differently. Again, like I said, I well, I you, didn't have that far, same experience. Not not the the, the not the the woman because she's going to get treated that way. Well, regardless, regardless, yeah. Whether whether okay, so whether the father would, yeah, yeah. I I'm, I'm sure in some cases, but I mean, just like Alex brought up, like yo, and, and Quan brought up, like yo. um, you know, you go to these appointments and you don't see many fathers there. Um, Nia, she's a nurse. And the story she tell me about some of the fathers that come in, they don't know how to spell their child's name. They don't know their child's birthday. Um, they asking the child, you know, they go, what's the child's birthday? And, they, and then they turn around, what's your birthday? You know, shit like that. Or like I said, they misspe- <laughs> she said somebody misspelled the child's name. Like, and then you got, you know. But then some there's some stories where she tells me where there's some there's some mothers that are just as bad out there. But I mean those 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 professionals, they probably see the majority, either the man's not there or I don't know. I think you would have to have some type of experience to because I think it takes effort to have a father who's there the whole time and you ignore them. That takes effort. That's like that's not done like accidentally. Like, like, oh, we forgot you were there. No, they're not paying you attention because they probably figure you you ain't gonna do shit, be shit, or I don't know. I don't know why they, why else they would not. Mm. But if you're married, I don't know because I'm pretty sure there's some married men out there where, you know, um, it's like. You have a child, and, and the and the father they they're doing they're either providing or they're in their careers or they're doing something, and the woman's doing most of the child wearing. I'm I'm sure there's there's a lot of that still these days, and maybe the father doesn't know much about it. And it's just like all right, they're just there. Like okay, she does the majority of the of the caretaking. I, I'm pretty sure. I, my bet would be they see that most than any other situation. You know, the father not being all that involved in in bringing up the child and stuff like that but i don't know i i would imagine i would hope that it would be different 
if they were married because then you you think you would think they'd have a sense of okay this person's going to be here um they're committed they're married but hey i don't know man <laughs> they they might treat us all the same <laughs> ba- battle you you weren't married at uh, you weren't married um did you do you think right if you were cuz you you kind of share the same similar experience that i did right do you think if you were married or yeah just point blank you think if you would have been married at the time that the treatment would have been different for you maybe to an extent but also at the same time you know people may also judge you know and so perception sometimes can be a lot you know and so maybe they come in and they look around and from what they see most of the time they may not see african-american couple you know what i'm saying like married or whatever or they may see the mother or they, you know they may not see the father there so when they do see the father present and active and and um that's you know there want to want to be you know want, want to know what's going on like it it, it may you know they don't see that it's rare Yeah, so, but, I, but I made sure, like you know, when it came to you know birth certificate, my you know my name was on it. Made sure that you know I'm, I'm you know, <laughs> like I said, when he was you know born and make make sure I was I was present. You know, what I'm saying like in 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 the hospital, like I said, for the feedings and everything, understanding what was going on. Um, but I do think if they would have saw the you know saw some so maybe saw a little bit something different. You know, maybe they would have said something or carried it in a, a different situation. So, Alex, let me flip the question for you. Do you think, as you said, you for for the main most part, like you had a you were treated good, right? You were treated fairly. Do you think that played a, that you being married and you being her husband played a part into the supreme treatment you got? I don't know. I'm, sh- I'm sure they right. rolled. I'm sure they rolled out the plush couch for you. <laughs> now, wait, so true story. They did. Um, when we were in the operating room, they did let us turn on. They turned Spotify on the office computer, like the operating room computers, and played Usher for us. So that was dope. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, no, I, I, I do think that being married probably warranted me some level of additional respect or whatever. Um, and look, man, I don't mean no harm, but damn it, it should. Like I'm like, I said these vows in front of God. So yeah, treat me the way I'm supposed to be treated. I also think that what probably helped was I was showing up at every single appointment. I was there, and I was there. I mean, y'all know how I feel about my dad. Like he wasn't there, so I made sure that I'd be there for Jaden before he came out the womb and once he's been out. So they saw me. So. Like, Mike, I think we were texting because, like, over that nine-month period, I can count on one hand how many times I saw another man, right? And it was less black men in there than, you know, than overall men. So imagine if you're a doctor or a nurse for 10 years and every day you in there, like, imagine how few black men you actually get to see or married black men that come in there. So it shapes your perception. People have different circumstances. Some people have to work. And they just can't go to these appointments. And that's okay. But I think that just being there every day and even some of my white colleagues, 
Like they were surprised at how often I was at their appointments. They were surprised at how long I took off from work. Like it was a shock to them. Like, yo, she ain't pushing out a baby. I'm going back to work on Monday. Like, nah, I'm home. As long as I want to be home, I'm home. Yeah. And I think that that set the tone. I think a lot of people were shocked at me. Yo, I, I took three months off. Yo, I was going to be there. I'm surprised. I mean, I guess I'm not surprised, but like, there's a lot of men that just, they go right back yeah. to work. Yeah. And they can take more time off. Yeah. They go right back. Well, I, I had to go back to work. <laughs> I was I was actually going to work and going to the hospital, spend the night at the hospital. Uh, in the morning, I would get up, go home on the way to work, shower, then go to work, then back to the hospital. And that, and that was my, that was the triangle every day. Every day today was out of the hospital. Um, and then when they got out of the hospital, that, that was my, that was my routine. Mm. Get up, make sure, you know, do whatever to make sure he's fed, try to keep her as comfortable as possible. Cause you know, they have to produce the breast milk and all this other stuff. They going through a lot of stuff. So yep. just being as, as helpful as I can, you know, keeping the kitchen clean, keeping the bottles in the fridge, whatever, while she's popping them out, getting to work, coming back, showering, washing up before I, before I handle them. It, that was, that was a routine, but yeah, I, I, the only time uh, I was working a, uh, <laughs> I was working a regular job at the time, so like I, I only had so much time Bill, off. Bills had to be paid, yeah. right? Absolutely. But so I a couple of things, right? Without with the not being married situation for me, anyway. One shout out to my man, my homeboy TJ. Right, he's the first one. Years ago, he warned me of this before my son was even thought of. He was like, "Yo, well, you, yo, they, they, they treat you like you ain't there." And he he broke down a scenario from when his first son was born and he wasn't married, right, to his wife, to when they had their second child and they were married. And he said, "Yo, it was light, light years different in how they treated him, right." So, I mean, I had that in the back of my mind going in there and like, yo, as I'm seeing it, I'm like, yo, I'm texting him like, bro, you, <laughs> you ain't lying. But, you know, even down to like, you know, the little cart or bassinet they bring him in, yo, it said on the cart, it said her baby, her last name. And I was like, yo, you got to change that. That's not his last name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying and they were like well we usually go with I was like yeah yeah but that's not his last name you know what I mean so and speaking to nurses right and Brandon your lady is a nurse and she probably can co-sign or give us some more and enlighten us on this but a couple of them have told me that you know the assumption right whether it's right or wrong the assumption is, is if they see a man in there and there's no paperwork stating that Mr. and Mrs. Parker or whatever that does they 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 function as if the lady is single. Right? The woman giving birth is single. And they say that happens because in that I explained to how like the nurse didn't explain anything to me about the birth certificate situation, which could have been costly because if we'd have left that hospital without me signing the birth certificate and then me later on going to try to get my name on the birth certificate would have been a whole other situation would have cost money 
etc. I was told by another nurse that they have seen situations where people, where you got multiple people claiming to be the father, <laughs> right? And it turns into fights, arguments, breakout, you know, hospital going down, Royal Rumble Hospital in the hospital. So they're kind of taught to kind of ease off of that, right? Again, they got a job to do. I get it. But if you see me sleeping on that hard-ass couch for three to five days, <laughs> I ain't doing that if I ain't planning on being here if this ain't my son. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's a little bit of give and take there. But, again, I understand that they have jobs to do. So, you know, we'll, they we'll also, keep... Go They ahead. do try to, um like, if... They also try to make sure that, like, if you're, I guess if you're not married, that the the boyfriend or whatever whatever he is, whatever the relationship structure is, that he's not, like, coercing the mother or right. abusing her. Like, they, they have little cues that they give to the women to kind of give, you know, let the nurses know mm-hmm. if something's going on, wrong, wrong. Like, if he really shouldn't be there. So I do mm-hmm. think that they're trying their best to, like, look out for the, the mother's best interest and the baby's best interest. Mm-hmm. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't he, discredit any man saying that he felt like he didn't he was kind of ignored. Right. So. Right. So let's go through some of these comments that, you know, I kind of stirred up while me retweeting what Shan posted and see what your thoughts are. So first I had played this one earlier, right? But you know, basically in a nutshell, <laughs> Miss Diley Favorites is basically saying that it should be on the partner. So do you guys think that if if you are feeling like they're ignoring you, that it should be that it's on your spouse or your significant other to say, "Hey, can you bring the dad in on this conversation?" Okay, so so what happens if you if you do that and then they still ignore you? Do you do you have to do that again or do you? No, I'm, no, I'm saying that 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 <laughs> your so that's your lady, right? If you if you feeling like you're being ignored, right, and you kind of you know telling your your lady like, man, they ain't even telling me, or she realizing it, right? Mm. Do you think it should be on your lady to tell the doctors to, hey, you need to include him in these conversations as well? Shit, I mean, she 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 pushing out a baby. I, I you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? I, I think that's the last thing she think about. Yeah. You, know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, if yeah, of course, you know, I, I'll speak up and be like, hey, look, you know, I need to be incorporated. You know, right. if, if, I, if I feel as, you know, I'm being um being ignored or, you know, I, I'm not being a. a a part of and and what's going on but yeah she she she, she pushing out children so <laughs> <laughs> yeah you think she, you think this you think your lady should be more vocal and making sure you're incorporated if the situation is you you know being ignored no i mean i, I can say I'll, I'll i'll speak up i'll say something i think it, i think it's like a matter of like if they being like rude or disrespectful with it like trying to be blatant with you ain't here like they like you said they they got the chair facing straight towards the mother and just looking at him like this and you sitting right there and you know you ask a question and they might you know they either don't answer it or they don't look at you when they answer and then it's like all right dude what's your problem all right i'm here too but other than that like i don't I look. I'm there soaking up all the information. You know me. If I have a question, I'm gonna ask it. 
Yeah. You know, whether you're looking at me or not. Now, if, like I said, if you ignore my question, because I'm going to speak with a clear voice, I know you're going to hear me. Then at that point, it's like, all right, you need, I'm the father. <laughs> Include me. But I don't know. What about you, Holly? You think you think it's uh, that your spouse should play a part on speaking up in those situations? I mean, one, it depends on if she's if she's comfortable enough to do so, and if she's in delivery, or in, at least in labor and having pains and stuff. Like the last thing I need her to do is to be arguing with the nurse because the nurse ignored me. Like that's, you know, in the grand scheme of things, let me set my ego aside for a second, and you 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 let you let your wife or your spouse get through um, labor and delivery. But, you know, if like things are calm and she's not feeling a lot of pain or, or actually in active labor, like it's nothing wrong with her saying something, but it's everybody's situation is going to be different. So it just depends on on the couple. OK, so here's the opposite of that. Uh, Dr. Hype Williams. Dr. Hype Williams said, I like this guy. He didn't stand there and wait for an invitation to a parent. He insisted on joining. Most dudes in that moment just stand there. Do and say nothing. Just stand there. Fam, join in. And that's your kid. So, yeah, thank you. So, in that situation, right, do you agree with her? Is it on us to speak up and say, hey, y'all kind of leaving me out. I need to be involved in this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just 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 as a man in general, anything that has to do with the well-being of your family, it it is your responsibility to speak the hell up if something's not clear. Something, you know, that's critical, um, you know, you want to make sure that you're, you know, you're clear on things, you know, how to, if you have questions on how to handle something, you need to need to figure that out. And if you don't know, you need to speak up. <laughs> like just that, just in general, as a man, you need to do that. So, yeah, it is. It is on us. Battle. You think it's on us? Yeah. To speak up. Yeah, I mean, you know, it ain't gonna, you know, it ain't gonna happen unless you speak up on it, and you know, it ain't gonna be her job or her responsibility to do it. So, yeah. You know, not saying it always happens or it's always done like that, but yep. Yeah, I mean, how I think you know, you can speak in speak on this if you want, but I think we all kind of agree. You kind of said that if we feel a certain way, we need to jump in there mm -hmm. and let that be known. Um. So then there was uh will pie for food. Uh, this is his response to my my response. Uh, big facts, bro. Just went through this a year, this a year ago. Never felt more invincible in my life. They owe and you to they owe and you too, dad. Me to death. The whole hospital stay. <laughs> so hey, man, it's a real, real thing. And then the homie Mike from One Mike Podcast said, I mean, he's not wrong, but I also didn't do anything. Like I feel like they should be talking to her because I ain't done anything this entire time, which again is true. Right. Um, and I responded to Mike eventually saying, you know, basically say, look, yeah, but you being a new parent, me being a new parent without experience, like at the end of the day, when we go home and they're still recovering, 
a lot of it falls on us to hold it down for a couple of days until they feel uh, up to themselves. So it's important that we know and understand what's going on. Um, but that leads me to the next topic. There's an article or study that was supposedly done that said this. Uh, a new study reveals a man's brain changes when he becomes a father. It went on to say basically that dad brain is a real thing. A new study is breaking down how a man brain a man's brain goes through hormonal changes once the child once they have a child. The, the new study published in the journal of cerebral cortex outlined how a man becoming a father transforms their brain. It literally shrinks slightly. Across the board, we found a similar reduction in gray matter, sort of suggesting that the brain was becoming more streamlined and possibly more effective over the transition to first-time parenthood and fathers. So, fellas, battle. Becoming a father, man. <laughs> did, you, did you instantly get dad brain? Do you feel like you became more focused? Do you agree with this study? Now, let me say. The study, I think it was done by over like 57 people, right? So it's not a large, large caseload at all. Mm-hmm. But do you think you changed, man, at the birth of your child? Man, absolutely. And no parent that's in the, you know, their parent, I mean, no parent that's in their, no father that's in their, their, their child's life, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to say anything different, you know? Just like, uh, just like Hollow was saying earlier, like, you, you begin, you realize that, like, you have someone to take care of. You know, and it's not always perfect. You know, no one ever gives you, you know, a manual. You know what I'm saying? You just, you just do your best to whatever you can do. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you love your your kid, but yeah, it changes and it doesn't stop. That's the thing about it. You know what I mean? The older they get, <laughs> you know what I mean? The more is required. The more that you know, you have to think about and do. You know, and um, yeah. Your brain, your brain matter change all of it, all of it. So from the time that he's little, you know what I'm saying. Here she is little, you know what I'm saying, little squirt or whatever. To they you know them running around, and to like them getting on the school bus, you know, like it's it's just it's different degrees of it, you know. Like my, my you know, my son, he's 11, so now he's in middle school and like he's doing all these other things, all these little extracurricular activities. And so, like, you go from seeing him, like, you having to feed him and 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 wipe his wipe his bottom, you know what I'm saying, and 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 do all these other things for him, and then now, like, he's coming back, like, talking to you about his day in school. That's <laughs> that's, that's literally what I'm doing right now as we record it, wiping a bottom. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just you know, more comes with it, and just the more that you just have to, like you said, more's on your brain, and more you know that you have to do. And um, do your best with it. You know what I'm saying? And like you know, you know, you don't always get it right. You know, I know it's an everyday thing for me. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? like, so I, I'm 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 working at it every day. You know what I mean? To be, you know, to be the father that I need to be for him. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's yeah, man. It's it's a uh, yeah. Brain changes all the time. So B, do you feel like? instantly you became more streamlined once you became a dad did it take some time um 
Do you feel like you just like your whole thought process, your brain, everything changed? Dad brain, did it set in once you became a dad? After you, Alex, you answer that question why uh why I put a pamper on a kid who took his pamper off while we were recording. Yeah, everything changed for me, man. Everything changed for me very quickly. Um I think just by nature, my mind just works more in a streamlined fashion. Like I, I can multitask on certain things, but you know, uh, my lady will definitely tell you when when I have my mind focused or I have a task to do, um, I focus in on that task heavily. And when Junior was born, it was probably unlike any other feeling um, that I've had. Actually, I, probably the closest thing to it is getting married. Um, but it's still it, it's is there is a difference man it's but with me it was when he was first born it was it was almost like like pure joy man like i i i don't think i love anything the way i love my son so it it was that was a new feeling for me you know what i'm saying cuz you know you be in relationship even you know you love well i love my parents and uh, my family and all that and you know, you be in relationships, be like, I love you, girl, but like the the love you the love I felt for, for Junior was just like it was different because it was it's completely it's completely unconditional. I don't I don't think there's anything that he could do, honestly, um that can change that. Um so and you know, I had a lot going on at the time. Uh, shortly after he was born, maybe a few months, his mother and I split. So it, that was a very, a very rough time, and I definitely had to uh, bear down and focus a lot more just just for my own survival, really. Um, but uh, I know that the one thing that that did keep me going was, um, I wanted to be there for my son. You know, I didn't want, I didn't want anything to get in the way of that. And, you know, if it meant that, you know, I could only the court only gave me two days, two hours, whatever I was I was going to be there as much as I could for him, especially, especially, especially in those first in those first few years. Um, I think like e- like even in mediation and stuff, you know, a mediator was, was trying to convince me that, you know, hey, as he gets older, you know, He'll he'll need you more then, but in the beginning years, you know, everybody, not just the media, everybody's trying to tell me he needs his mother more now. Da 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 da. And I never debated that he needed her, but I'm like, yo, he needs me too. <laughs> he needs me too. And um, and I just wasn't, you know, a lot of people were trying to. I I I I won't I won't lie. I was I was I was aggressive in getting as much time as I could for my son, and because I, I felt like that's what I needed to do. I felt like anything less would be. I, I I couldn't do anything less. So just that mindset, all all that stuff weighing in on me, yeah, yeah, shit changed. Shit became streamlined. I had to bear down. I had to bear down. And, you know, uh, by no by no means do I feel like, you know, I'm on top of the world, but I I when I look back, you you know, things are a lot different, but and it's and it's honestly because he he's in this world. I I don't know. You know, I'm not gonna say like you know I would have been dead and out on the street or something. But I don't know where I would have been without without my son. Because you know I had to I had to mature. I had to get some things straight in my life. 
and um you know things weren't bad but I, I did have to tighten up on a lot of things so yeah it, it definitely it definitely changes you alex again man you you are the latest to join the club man and i know you forever right and i've known at one point you you, you didn't think you wanted kids right and then I didn't. yeah and then you and your wife decided to have one um like yo do, do you agree with this this study like did it instantly change you once you became a dad i don't think um i don't know i don't think it instantly changed me uh, i don't i mean you when a woman is carrying a child like her body is being pumped with hormones right and literally she creates an, an organ to support that child the placenta right so it wouldn't surprise me if if fathers our own bodies our own chemistry changes to some degree if that it wouldn't surprise me at all that we go through whatever changes we go through as we become fathers um who i am as a father these last 40 days or whatever it's been now like i mean i was i was that exact same person as a husband so now the only thing is now i'm incorporating somebody that can't do anything for themselves yet and they rely on me 24 7 and my wife so i don't know if anything instantly changed i will share though that like we were in the uh the operating room and when they you know we thought we were going to do a vaginal it ended up not happening and so when they said we have to do um uh, a c-section i was immediately nervous you know that's a major surgery and you guys may know this um the united states does more c-sections than any other industrialized country in the world like way more you know right? i was gonna, i was going to mention that and i was going to say something about that and i was they like prefer they, to they, do they prefer to do c-sections they 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 push actually c-sections because more so of them staying with the women staying more so in the, in the hospital longer it's money and um because of the medicines i was going to say that sorry i i, I was going to say i heard they like they prefer c-sections because you can schedule the births now because the doctors have a lot of you know they're giving birth to a, you know a lot of mothers not, not not they're giving birth but they're helping a lot of mothers and so they like to schedule that shit out it it helps their schedule so they prefer c-sections but go ahead my bad yeah no, they they've during the pandemic there's been like historic levels of people having children so even us like uh Jaden was due September 4th he ended up not coming until the 10th but um I think we were scheduled to go in like after he didn't come on the fourth on his own we were scheduled to go in like on the eighth at 7 30 in the morning and they called and said we don't have enough beds they said so come in at 9 30. they called back at 9 30 and said we don't have enough beds wait for us to call you and then they called like around 12 30 and told us to come in they didn't have enough beds and then even once we got to the park to do a c-section two days later they had three c-sections going on at one time in the hot like there's just a lot of people having babies. That's just what's going on. So they don't have the capacity. So on one hand, I understand why did you see sections, but on another hand, you know, for me, it's a major surgery. So I was terrified for Sinead to go through that. So like, and, and once that decision was made, like we were immediately going into the operating room. They gave her a big ass needle and within 20 minutes we were in the room. So like, it was like, you know, it's go time. And we went in there, you know, and, C-sections don't take long. Like they pull the baby out like in 15 minutes and then they take a little bit more time to, 
stitch the woman back up or whatever. But like, so we're in there and like, I'm terrified. And I think I'm terrified for a number of reasons. Like, you know, I haven't been in the hospital a whole lot since my mom died. And I was in the hospital a ton when she was sick. So I don't have a, I don't have a great relationship with hospitals these days. So, you know, that my mom dead and then to see my wife laying on an operating table, that shit was terrifying. So when they finally, when they pulled Jaden out, like I didn't like they cut her or whatever. And I had, I didn't even know, I didn't hear anything, didn't smell anything, nothing. They cut her and they just hold him over the, the, the um, curtain and they're like, he's here. And like, yo, I burst into tears, like full blown, uncontrollable crying. And like I rested my head like on her, like on the side of Sinead's face. And she like, she was all doped up and she's like, you're crying. I was like, I can't stop. Like I was like completely overwhelmed by the situation. And like, that's never happened. Like I, you know, I've cried losing my mom, my grandmother and, and things, but like that shit was crazy. Like I was just completely overwhelmed when once they held him over that, that curtain or whatever. And I, I would have appreciated, and I think all hospitals should do this. Um, but I think it would be helpful to have black male therapists on hand after the baby's born to come talk to fathers, black fathers. I mean, all fathers, but specifically black fathers. Like, you know, maybe once a day to have a, a black male therapist to come in and talk to me and ask me how I'm doing and what am I experiencing. I think that that would help a lot of men just to have that. Um, so that's me. That's my elevator pitch to get black male therapists in the hospitals. But yeah, I was completely overwhelmed. So I don't know if I changed at all as much as like, I just, I have someone that's just, I'm responsible for. And I need to make sure that I do everything I need to do for him to have the life he needs. Yeah, I I totally agree. I, I didn't cry at that moment because I I was overwhelmed, but I was almost in a stuck <laughs> at a stuck overwhelm like a shock because it's like yo, what just happened? You know, it, every it just went so fast for me. You know, it was like literally being in the matrix. So it was just like okay, um, do you, you know what I'm saying? And it's and then it set for me. It set in right there, like. They put him on the table, you know. He peed on the nurse, and I was like, "Yo, that's my son. Like, it's it's real. Like, it's just it's real. You know what I mean?" And and it sat in for me. I do think, I do think I've changed some, right? I think I am more streamlined just because, you know, as you got, all of you guys have said, like you got somebody who can't really care for themselves, and you got to be on top of it. So you just want to make sure they got everything they need. Um, a lot of times I'm thinking 10, 20 steps ahead, right? Like what he might need later on in the week versus what he might need that day. So I do think to what you said, Brandon, I am more focused. Um, I am, I think I'm a different parent than people expected me to be. I think they expected me to be, um, you know, wrapped around my finger over him, me wrapped around his finger, and Mikey, me wrapped me wrapped around his finger because, you know, it was my first one. And and I think if it was a girl, if he was a girl, I probably would have been wrapped. But um, yeah, I I, I guess I do agree 
with the study. I, I guess dad brain is a real thing. And uh, we'll see, man. We we signed lifetime contracts, man. Whatever, whether we wanted to or not, they, they lifetime deals and we in it. So we got forever to go. And, um, you know, I do think we all will be great fathers. I think we already are. And um, I'm happy that we are, are already there. I'm happy that, you know, when Alex told me they, he, they were at that point, When he when he told me that they were, you know, expecting, I was I was super excited for him because I wanted him to experience that that moment he said he experienced in the in the delivery room because it is it's different and again it's like you can't explain it, but it's like one of those it's a surreal moment. So it's just exactly it's 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 you'll never forget it. It's that moment. It's not so many moments that you that that you have that you won't ever forget. But it's it's one of those handful of moments that that um will definitely stick with you guys forever. So again, on this topic before we close it out, any advice that you guys have for soon to be fathers, you know, ways to handle if they feel like they're being ignored in the in the in the at the appointments at the hospital or whatever, any advice you got you guys have for soon to be days? Battle. Enjoy it, man. <clears throat> Enjoy it because I'm you know they are, um, they only little one time, you know, and um, you just take your time with it, you know, just stay focused and if you have other you know brothers that are you know supportive and have been through it you know they can they can guide you as well you know what i mean and assist and help you out and um you know just 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 take your time with it and just enjoy it um and just you know try to be the best you can be you know what i mean and it's it's not it's a i mean it's, it's a work in progress you know there's some some good days and some days where you know it needs work you need work or whatever and um I don't know. Shit, that's the best I can really say. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm striving, working every day to to be a you know a good father, and you know and um, do what I need to do. So, um, like I said, it's, it's some good days and some days where you know you may miss the mark or whatever. But for the most part, man, you know you just keep pushing and keep being there. And at the end of the day, you, you just um, be there for you know for the child. And at the end of the day, you know that they, they you know they'll understand it. You know. You'll be all right. Enjoy B, life. Enjoy it. B, any advice for new new dads on the way? Um, man, do the best you can do. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, put your best foot forward. You know, don't worry about don't worry about any outside noise. I mean, that's that that's your child. I'm assume I'm assuming I'm talking to fathers who have the best their kids' best interests in, in mind at heart. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you have, if you have a great, you know, support system, tap into that. Um, if you don't, you know, hey, just do do the best you could do. Love your child. Every everything everything will be okay because you know if you do have your child, you know, best interests at heart, you 
you're going to want, you know, the best for them or at least the best that you could do for them. You're going to you're going to make decisions that, you know, that you feel are, are, are in their best interest. So just just do that. Um, and, like, and if like I said, if you don't have a support system, try try to find one because I, I, I know I have one. I have one. And you you fellas, you are part of that, um, especially, you know. Kwan, you and I, we had a lot of conversations. We had similar situations. And those type of conversations, you know, um, it, it helped me through a lot of rough moments. Yo, just to hear somebody else say, yo, you a good dad, it it, it picks you back up. You know what I'm saying? So if you have that te- support system, tap into it. It'll do wonders for you. If you don't, just hang in there, man. Do the best you can do. Love your child the, the, the best way you know how. You'll be all right. <laughs> Appreciate that, brother. Hey, it helped me out many a days too. Sure. <laughs> it really did. So that you know, two brothers had to tell you. You know, it helps out. It helps out a lot. So take heed, Alex. As the newest in the crew, man, what advice you got for a soon-to-be dad who, you know, may go through experience some some of those things that we discussed on this episode? All I can say is. Um, you know, if you decide to have a child, man, they, they deserve 100% of you. And, you know, I said this jokingly earlier to Shanae, we, we were laughing about it, but like, you know, black dad lives matter also. Like black fathers matter. And don't let anybody tell you that you're not as important as mom is. Mom does a shit ton of heavy lifting to get that baby healthy into this world. And that should be celebrated. Once that baby is here, you are equally as, and you're, you're, look, you're important when she's carrying it because there's things that you're providing and there's a lot going on that you're helping that just because you can't carry the baby doesn't mean you're not helping. But like, you know, being a, 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 a I, I'm specifically speaking to black fathers, like you matter and you, you're supposed to be there and you don't let anyone push you to the side if you have good intentions for your child. Fight for your rights. Be present in that child's life. If you're not with the mother, do your best to try to make things work as best as you guys can. And if you are together, like lean on each other. Um, Shanae and I do not have the support system that we're finding everybody else has. It's just it's just her and I making this happen. We knew that going into it. This is what it was going to be like. So we accepted that. And so whoever decides to have a child, yo, just give them the best of you. Give them the best of you. That's all I got. Word, man. Listen, that was a dope segment, and I'm sure everybody is going to enjoy that. But look, there's one more question I got that I'm sure the listeners been waiting for this whole episode. This whole episode. They've been waiting on this one question, right? So they're going to enjoy that like, oh, yeah, that was cute. They talked about fatherhood. Oh. But we want to hear this one other question. And, you know, fellas, it's, 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 it's time to get to the nitty gritty, man. 